and welcome to Duval Radio. We've got another episode for you guys. It is May 28th here, and quite a bit has gone down since our last episode. I still plan on having a few guests on talking about the draft. I know maybe it's not the thing that everybody cares about right now as we get into OTAs, but there's still a lot to talk about uh, for that. Um, we've got a lot on the schedule today. It's kind of a random episode, you know, It's in the, we're in the middle of OTAs and such, but a lot of stuff is going down. Uh, we'll talk about the Jaguars' preseason schedule that got announced in the previous episode. I went through their actual schedule, if you'd like to listen to that and my opinion on each game. Um, but yeah, we'll go through the preseason schedule. Also have a little things to say about Brandon Linder and Urban Meyer. Uh, we'll talk about Trevor Lawrence and the Tebow combination. Uh, we'll have some... Uh, what should I... How should I say this? Uh, we'll have hot takes, I guess. Um, I've got a few hot takes for you guys. Uh, we'll talk about Tebow and Trevor Lawrence in the OTAs. We'll talk about our new special teams coach. Um, more things about OTAs. A couple things with Tyler Shatley and Minshew and Linder. And then we actually have a Trevor Lawrence interview, which I will be using my best Trevor Lawrence uh, impersonation of. So that will certainly be fun. So let's let's go in order of that. Let's talk about the first one. We got the Jaguars preseason schedule. And we got a Monday Night Football. How about that? Monday Night Football on ESPN. The second preseason game, um, it's at New Orleans. That one is a uh, that one's gonna be interesting. Uh, but we start off the preseason at home against Cleveland Browns. Um, this is of course uh, a a better team than us. Cleveland Browns better than us, but uh, it's just a preseason game. In my opinion, I think we see. Uh, well, this is August 14. Trevor Lawrence, his shoulder will be all all better by then. I think we'll see Trevor Lawrence for two drives. We'll see Baker for two drives. And after that, um, I think we'll see um, maybe Bethard playing the second quarter or the rest of the first quarter in the second quarter. And we'll see Minshew play the second half. Um, and that, that, that'll that be a good first game to kind of see the depth of each team, um, especially for us. We'll get to see how our three quarterbacks can play. This will also be the first time we get to see the uh, Urban Meyer-esque uh, playbook um, as well. And, you know, what, how uh, Bevel's going to be doing that and such. But I, I think the big game here is the second game because it's the first road game and it's Monday Night Football. It's, uh, so, you know, you, you've got the t- uh, TV crew on you. It, it's primetime game. And I think the biggest importance of this game, and I saw somebody say this on Reddit, um, New Orleans has two good quarterbacks, right? You're going to see Jameis maybe in the first half uh, and Taysom Hill in the second half, or it could be vice versa. But either way, we will get to see how our, our starting defense, our second team defense, our third team defense, because remember that you can have 90 guys here. You can have a lot more. Uh, we'll get to see how all three levels really play against uh, their quarterbacks. Because even in even in the third and fourth quarter, they're still going to have a good quarterback in the game, right? And they also, don't forget, they also picked um, 
I believe it was, it's a Notre Dame quarterback. I think it's something Ian Cook, maybe Ian Cook. Um, It's Ian something, I think. Uh, But they picked him, the Notre Dame guy. No, Ian Book, yeah. They picked him. And so even uh, he's a good third-string quarterback probably. He's going to fit into that system well. So I think um, all three levels of our defense will be tested in that Saints game. I think it will be very important uh, for that. And then we finish Sunday at 1 p.m. Interesting time, I guess, to kind of set you up for the next game, um, which will be at Houston for the start of the regular season. But uh, we we have uh, at Dallas... That one's not that interesting. It's the final preseason game. May or may not even see Trevor Lawrence in that game. That game will probably decide who's going to be that backup, whether that's Minshew or Beathard, if we even still have Minshew or Beathard at that point. I assume we still will. Um, So, yeah, in my opinion, uh, the most important game here is going to be at New Orleans. And then it'll it'll be fun to watch the Cleveland game to start. And it's our only home preseason game. Remember, there's only three preseason games this year because they added the extra uh, regular season game. So that's our preseason schedule. I, I'm guessing we'll uh, we'll go one and two. I don't, I don't know. It's it's really not that big of a deal in preseason. You go three and zero, oh and it doesn't really matter. Uh, but let's talk about Brandon Linder now. Brandon Linder approves of Urban Meyer's approach to give Jaguars players the resources they need. Potentially something that Doug Marone. Uh, was not able to do. Speaking of which, Linder has been a part of three coaching changes. Um, when he was drafted, we had Gus Bradley. Um, then we had Doug Marone. Now we have Urban Meyer. And uh, Brandon Linder said he's liked what he's seen so far. Uh, despite his limited time with Meyer, he said uh, he's been great about giving the players the resources they need to succeed. The, the difference is uh, we're changing the culture uh, he's been giving us everything that we need to succeed, and we haven't had that around here in a while. But he asked uh, it from us when we get on the field. That's what we've been doing. We've been putting in work, and it's been good. Everybody's been trusting the process and buying into the culture. You know, that was the Philadelphia 76ers way of going. Trust the process, and look, they're the number one seed in the NBA. Uh, Brandon Linder said, I think it's one step at a time before you have those conversations You've got to feel where he's at on the depth chart. So obviously it's only been a couple days. We have not had that conversation. That is about uh, Tim Tebow. Um, Only time will tell eventually how that Tebow, you know, project uh, goes through. But anyways, we got players. I think the big thing to take out of this Brandon Lender um, interview is that um, they... They seem to have the culture change. Obviously, we talked about the whole plus two thing um, when we reacted to the hunt. Uh, that that one's also on our podcast. I, a couple of, you know, like maybe episode 35 or something. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, there's a different culture right now in Jacksonville for sure. Uh, let's talk about Trevor Lawrence and how he has felt about Tim Tebow so far. So um, first thing that jumped out to me, was the person, Lawrence said, just his character, what he brings to the locker room, a guy you want to be around, he just, he just does things right, I think Coach Meyer and the staff knew that, bringing him on, he's been awesome so far, just a hard worker, and he's in great shape, it's been cool to see, that is definitely a true thing, he, he looks completely jacked, I mean, that's all we gotta say, we've seen the pictures, but he does kinda look stiff and slow, but I mean, you gotta give it some time. You know, give some. He is gonna be 34 before the season starts. You never know. 
Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, another thing too, Lawrence has never met Tebow until last week. Uh, <laughs> and then he said um, he started getting into watching football when Tim Tebow was at Florida. Uh, I played with him on all the NCAA games. There you go. Um, uh, Lawrence is the one playing quarterback. Tebow's catching passes with their organized team activities eventually set to ramp up. The hope is that the two can build a connection. Um, I, I think uh, more than likely Tebow's probably not going to make the team, but if he does, we got to incorporate some type of wildcat just so you can keep defenses on their uh, on their knees. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Um and apparently, Tim Tebow's looked pretty good at OTAs. It, it came from uh, Duraco here. Uh, Tim Tebow's looked good at ETAs. He got a touchdown. Uh, and he's going against an NFL defense the first time. So there you go. Um, the rookie still to get to the NFL speed, and he mainly struggled in red zone drills where the field is short and congested. He'll be more than fine. Perfectly balanced. Uh, Urban said that Trevor struggled since it was red zone drills and against NFL defenses. I wouldn't worry much about him at least. Um, he did say the entire offense struggled at red zone drills. That's not entirely uh, great to hear, but it's great to hear for the defense, right? They were able to hold the, the red zones. Um, Trevor was running with third stringers, though. Um, Trevor needs to uh, do some work in the red zone during his pro day. He was off on some of those throws as well. Um yeah, uh, no need to panic this early. Let's talk about our new special teams coach. The Jaguars are expected to hire a familiar face, Nick Sorensen. He used to be the special teams captain. He spent eight years as a defensive assistant in Seattle and can run the system installed by Brandon Schneider, who left the team. Uh, Sorensen was a stud special teamer during the Jack Del Rio year. Uh, a lot of people like this. Um, we'll see how it goes. Special teams coach, never know. Urban Meyer likes his special teams. And we'll have to see how Sorensen does. Um, Urban Meyer, Brandon Linder says the new coach has been giving us opportunities. We already went through that, obviously. Uh, no need to talk about that anymore. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about the offensive line. Tyler Shatley is practicing at center with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and Travis Etienne, while Brandon Linder, the starting center, uh, works with Minshew today. Um, not sure if there's anything to take from that. You can't really assume too much from the OTAs. Uh, but one thing is, I, I think here, Tyler Shatley is a, a developing offensive lineman. I think you put him in with Trevor Lawrence and Etienne, so you can all kind of develop them together. Um Brandon Linder maybe working with Minshew because that's who he's worked with before. But C.J. Beathard was not practicing with the number one or the number two guys on the offensive line, uh, which is interesting. And it's good because Tyler Shatley does, he does need to be, um, he does need to be built up a little bit more. He is obviously one of those project offensive linemen. Um, and there could be a chance that, uh, you know, he's our eventual starting center at some point. Um there could even be a situation where Lender gets moved. Um, who knows? Um, but Lender does have injury history. The quarterbacks need reps with both centers as well. That's an important thing. You never know what kind of injury is going to happen. 
So um, Tyler Shelley could, of course, be the backup center if he ever, uh, if Linder gets injured, which he happens to do a lot. Lawrence will have those OTA reps that he did back in May uh, with Tyler Shatley. Um, another thing, too, you're going to get mix and match personnel. Uh, Bethard is going to eventually work with Brandon Lender, right? And you're going to, you're not going to think much of that. So uh, just let it happen, you know. We'll see what happens here. Um, but I like that they are trying to develop Tyler Shatley a little bit more, which is good. Also, we had perfect attendance in OTAs, uh, all 90 guys on their roster. Uh, there's definitely a, uh, a belief in this team for all the players. Um, it's not like it was before where we were directionless and we signed Nick Foles. We thought we had a good team. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it was Baker good. And we finished six and 10 and we have one win the next year after starting off one and zero, right? Um, so there's definitely a change in the environment of the team. Now everybody's there. Everybody believes. And I will go on like a deep roster dive, um, throughout the course of the off season as well. Um, so I think now, I think I want to go over the Trevor Lawrence Q&A, and then I'll do the hot takes. I'm going to do my Trevor Lawrence impression. Uh, we'll see how it goes. If you do not like the Trevor Lawrence impression, just ignore it. I'll try my best. Okay, so there's an interview with Trevor Lawrence, basically, um, and they talked about uh, Tim Tebow, Gardner Minshew, and their 2021 chances. So let's go through it. So... First question, what makes you most proud about being part of this year's award presentation? He said, I think everything is coming full circle, you know, coming from a similar position. I won the Player of the Year award. Uh, to be able to give out this award, it was cool. And what I really appreciate is that it's just about football. It's about how you do in school and the community as well, because all three things are important. <laughs> do you see any similarities between Jack? No, who cares about that? Uh, both of you and Tim Tebow have been outspoken about your faith. Why is that so important to you? Do you think it helps establish a deeper relationship? It's a connecting point for sure. For me, it's just always been about answer, just being honest. And, and I can ask questions about what helps me going. It's my foundation. Almost everything in my life is football, but I know it won't last forever. It'll be gone someday. So it's just being honest. That's what's important. Um, let's find a, okay, before you arrived, Gardner Minshew had his own little fan base in Jacksonville. Minshew, mania. What's been your first impression of Gardner? Uh, yeah, I really like Gardner. I didn't, I didn't know him before I came here, but we've known each other for a couple of weeks now. He's a great competitor. His teammates love him. It's a different dynamic coming as the number one pick to a place where the quarterback's already been here, and you wonder how that's going to go, but he's been great. Really helpful. It's not like he's just sitting in the corner of meetings trying to get guys on his side. You can just tell he's a guy who really wants to win. Um, any chances we'll see any packages this year with Gardner and Tebow all on the field at once? I hope so. We haven't got that far. We're still in the install, but I hope so. Um, what's been your early takeaway from working with the receivers you have? Yeah, just like I say, it's been with everybody. You see how prepared everyone is. It's Everything's really detail-oriented, and everyone's ready to work. Like, you have receivers coming up to you and saying, can we run a couple of these? Everybody's done this before, just knows what they're doing. 
Um, you've talked about how you and Urban Meyer aren't using a five-year plan. You're aiming to win now. Is it too early to say Jaguars could be in the playoff hunt? You're going to get me in trouble. I mean, they brought me here to win, and that's what I'm here to do. Uh, I will say this. I like the pieces we have. You look at the team, and there's a lot of talented guys here. I don't know what happened the last few years. Uh, we don't need to get into that, but there's talent. You know what can happen. We focus on getting ready to play Houston in September. Um, so there you go. That's the interview from Trevor Lawrence. Now that I kind of went through it, let's talk about maybe each question in general or the ones that are least interesting. Um, really, the only interesting one here is, are the receivers, the Tebow question, and then the playoff question. So with the whole Tebow thing, like I said, I think I think it will, if Tebow makes a team, we'll probably see some interesting packages. Uh, we'll see some interesting... Uh, Maybe Wildcats, Taysom Hill type things, but he's not Taysom Hill. But I'm sure Tebow could still throw the football. You never know. Especially if Tebow's going to play some special teams, could potentially see one of those fake kicks. Um, another thing, too, with the receivers. I said we have some really strong receivers. I have seen replays of OTAs where LaVisca hasn't been targeted as much. And like I said, we've been struggling in the red zone. Uh, but, I mean, Trevor's got a lot of guys he can work with. Even our seventh rounder, Jalen Camp, looks like a beast. And the whole win-now situation, I don't think the Jaguars are in the playoff on this year, but they definitely challenge for a win, game in and game out. They do have that tough, you know, middle-of-the-year thing, but I think we'll see how it goes. There's still uh, a lot of speculation. We don't know who's even making the roster and such. Um, but, yeah. Uh, now we're just going to talk about the hot takes. Um, if, you, if you don't care about these, thanks for listening to the episode. But if you want to hear some hot takes, uh, then you never know what's going to happen. Uh, let's, let's just go ahead and talk about it. Um, uh, any interest one here? A lot of these are really, uh, out and I don't even want to like talk about it cause it's just completely random. Yeah. Honestly, I, there's not even any good ones on the hot takes right now. Yeah. So we'll we'll just we'll keep that for next episode. We'll go through some of the hot takes after. Uh, but uh, yeah, this this episode is some random little episode. Talk about some stuff. I said I do want to do want to have a few guests on uh, for the talk about the draft, maybe a little bit. Um, I don't really want to get into you know making predictions and such. I know I I went through the schedule and I kind of said you know which games will probably win, which games will be competitive in, which ones probably won't have any chance, but you still just never know. Um, there's still a lot of time to go. We have OTAs. We have training camp. Right? We have preseason. But that's still three months away. Preseason is still three months. Regular season is still four months. Give it some time. The off-season is kind of the... You know, it's the off-season for the podcast as well. We still definitely talk about a lot of stuff. And as of right now, we are still... You know, the draft is still up there. We're still, we're still talking about uh, how different players are going to be important to this team. Um, and we're still obviously in OTAs. So, yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you guys did enjoy. And we'll be back sometime soon for the next one.